Christina Castedio and I are new friends. I knew we were going to be friends and we would collaborate more the first time I ever spoke with her. You can go back to episode 39 to hear her personal story. Thanks, Allison, for connecting us. Christina and I have begun some discussions that can sometimes be awkward or uncomfortable for one or both of us. We are doing that for you. As a white woman in the South, I can only have that perspective from personal experience. Christina's perspective is from her personal experience as a black woman. And of course, each of you have your own personal experience. Because of that, we all have some questions or statements that may feel strange to say out loud. Am I going to be offensive? Am I going to sound ignorant? Am I perpetuating a stereotype? Should I only listen? Or am I even allowed to ask questions or even share my own thoughts? We want to help you break those barriers so you can ask each other the hard questions and say the hard things so that you and your friends can feel more at ease talking with each other. Our vision is for friends from different perspectives, whether that be different races, cultures, or beliefs, to listen to our conversations and be ushered into conversations of your own. True change and understanding will not come until it takes place at a personal level, the heart level. You will not fully know another until you know your own heart. And of course, know the heart of God. Um, there is a woman who educates, um, I think mostly educators and businesses on these issues of race. And she did, she was doing a lecture and she asked the group of people who would trade places with a black person. Hmm. And nobody raised, raised their hand. And she said, oh, you must have misunderstood me. How many of you here would change places with a black person? Nobody raised their hand. Why do you think that is? Because they know. <laughs> they know it's harder. Because they see their they see what mm-hmm. black people go through. Mm-hmm. So how do you? If, why wouldn't you want to trade places if everything is equal? Yeah. Right. So. People know. It's really hard to admit. It's hard to admit that the people that look like you, not every person, but, you know, we identify with the people that look like us. Mm -hmm. It's hard to admit that those people are treat another group of people so terribly. Mm -hmm. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And it's embarrassing for us to admit within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to do that. But now's the time. Just, it's okay. <laughs> Admit it. Yeah. Talk about it. Let, let, let's hash it out and figure out how we can heal from this. Now, I will say, <laughs> well, first, let me ask you this. Okay. Would you trade places with a white person? <laughs> me, and, me and the kids talked about that mm-hmm. just yesterday. No. <laughs> but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of proud. My, my oldest daughter said the same thing. Um, I am so, I'm so proud of who we are, of who we really are. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was a kid, I would not have said, I would not have had the same answer. I, I was going to ask, like, before now, would you have traded? Yeah. No. God, please make me. I'm, I probably asked him to make me white. No. Yeah. Um, but I just, once I learned who we are and who I am and the strength that we carry within us and 
I love the color of our skin. I love the variety. I love as, as difficult of a history as we have here in this country. I just, I, I can embrace a lot of it. A lot of just the kind of strength that we carried throughout that we survived it, you know, as a people, mm. I'm really proud of that. And even before college, I didn't even know, and I don't blame my parents, you know, they, they both worked and they didn't have time to sit down and, you know, educate me about certain things. School was supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, but once I got to college and took some black history classes, <laughs> I came out so angry because I didn't know. I think I cried one day because I didn't know that we were kings and queens in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that people that looked like me invented half the things we use every single day, that we were more than slaves. We were more than the guy who found a bunch of uses for the peanut. <laughs> yeah. You know, I learned, yes. about I learned a little bit about a little bit about Harriet Tubman. Now that mm -hmm. I know, truly about Harriet Tubman. Oh my goodness. What a queen. Oh, I, I love, I love that history and it came through something so horrible, but I'm so proud of it. The, can I interrupt you for a second? Yes. There's a, a part of that history that I saw. Um, I, I can't remember his name either. So we'll just have to look up all these people. <laughs> yes. um, but it was a, a black man. Maybe it was Brian Stevenson that I was watching. It may have been Brian Stevenson that was talking. No, it wasn't. James. Anyway, Paul. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, he was talking about how like Harriet Tubman, he, he was acknowledging like Harriet, Harriet Tubman would not have been successful with the Underground Railroad had there not been white people yes. working with her. That's and right. that is something like even when black history was introduced in school, mm -hmm. it was still separate. Yes. It was like, here's Harriet Tubman. Here's what the white people were doing. There was never an emphasis on look what happens when they work together right. and unite. And when he pointed that out, I was like, holy cow, I want to go back and look at all of the things yes. that white people have. Like the movie that came out, the, the women at NASA. Hidden figures. Hidden figures. Like, what if those women hadn't been there? Right what like let's acknowledge this coming together and and yes now that we have acknowledged that there is black history that we need to celebrate yes. let's put them together and see how these two timelines meet up and mm -hmm. yes. celebrate that what else can we do yes. together instead of trying to outdo the other yeah i just i love that he pointed that out and i never thought about mm. Like Harriet Tubman specifically. I never thought about how they worked together. Right. Not They weren't working. I mean, yes, there were white people and black people definitely working against each other. Right. But there were white people and black people working together right. to make it better. And maybe knowing that part of history would have empowered people over these decades, last several decades, to realize that it's okay to do that. It's yes. okay to work together. I mean, people yes. get it now. Mm -hmm. And also that white people have to help 
black people to come up like so that we can actually be equal mm -hmm. all of us the whole black history month thing <laughs> which as a kid i don't know that i loved that either it was just like the slave chapter there was the one chapter yes in our history books and i grew up in the 80s so there was a lot less um black history even mm -hmm. then um that we were given but it, there was the slave chapter and I remember it was, you know, whatever, chapter 10, slavery. <laughs> and you could almost hear the music as you turn the page. Yes. And I dreaded it every year because I went to a Christian private school. Um, and starting in, I, I went from kindergarten through 10th grade, but starting, I guess, in seventh grade is when there were less and less kids that looked like me. And so, um, anytime every year that we'd come to that I just wanted to sink down in my seat because the kids would turn and look at me all these white kids like I understood what slavery was about like I identified <laughs> automatically with, know yes yeah what does the black girl think how what was it like <laughs> <laughs> oh you fools <laughs> I grew up where you did you know? but um that was really hard. That was really hard. But still today, I have people ask me, so why is there Black History Month? Why do you have to have Black channels? Why do you have to have BET? Why do you have to have Jet Magazine and all of these essence and all of these things just for Black people? That's not fair. Well, because every other magazine was for white people. Mm -hmm. It didn't need to say for white people only but that's who was in them, the hair care products, the makeup, everything in there. I couldn't use this. I couldn't identify with this. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it was very clearly not for me, not for people who look like me. So we needed to come up with something that we could identify with. Where, what kind of hair care products, you know, those, all those ads and in magazines and such, they, it was, the world was white. It was, it catered to white people. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure why people have such a hard time <laughs> that black people have a few little things that we can call our own because everything else has been for white people. Now it's obviously gotten better, yes. much better over the years. So I, I need to say that, but that's why we needed it in the first place. So do you think there will be a point where it's, it's not needed anymore and Hmm. maybe even would become inappropriate to be separate that way? Not necessarily because now it would be a much bigger magazine or. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, to but, include everyone. Right. But um, because we are different and it's okay, you know, it's okay that we're different. So I think it's okay to highlight certain kinds of people like this is where you go to learn about this particular thing nobody said black white people can't look at those magazines either mm -hmm. but i think i think that there was just not there just there's just not a need for things to be just white because they well they already are for the most part you know predominantly um but again, it's so much better 
but I, I still sometimes think have the view of when I was a kid and, you know, I knew that things were not for me. And that told me that I wasn't, I didn't have value. Mm. Nobody had to say it, but when I didn't see people that represented me in so many different things, that told me that I didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I remember my little sister, she is 14 and a half years younger than me. So many years, you know, after I had to deal with stuff as a kid, we went to a predominantly white school. She and she joined the little cheerleading squad thing that kind of fed into the high school. So I think she was five and the little cheerleaders got to join the big cheerleaders at a football, high school football game one day. And they did their little thing with the big cheerleaders. And then she came back and sat in the stands with us. And somebody said, Victoria, are you going to be a cheerleader when you get to high school? And she said, no, I don't, I can't. And they said, well, why not? And she said, they don't want me to be, they don't want me. I said, what? And I got really upset. I said, who told you that? Who, <laughs> who you I just was like, give me their name, show me. <laughs> um, and she said, no. And I said, no, somebody told you that. And she said, nobody told me. And I think she started crying. She said there, because there are no brown girls. There are no brown girls. And we look, and she was right. Mm -hmm. She, as a five-year-old, looked at those cheerleaders. There was not one brown girl. And that told her they didn't want her. Mm -hmm. What? (laughs) Yeah. Nobody had to say anything. Well, I will say... As a white girl, if I saw a group of all black girls, I would think they didn't want me mm. either for mm. different reasons. Valid. That's valid. Um, my, my reasons for thinking that would be they think I'm plain. I'm a basic white girl. Um, they think I don't have anything to offer. I'm not cool enough. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they see me as less than, right. but that they think I see them as less than and they don't want me because of that. Wow. That's, yes. <laughs> that's valid. Yeah. And it's, I'm not trying to compare it. I'm just trying to I, shed light on how we can kind of relate to that. Yes. And it's the comparison. same, but for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I and I think you're right. It's really a defense mechanism, mm-hmm. as much as I think. Well, I mean, like if you th- if you want to put it in terms of like the cool kids in high school and the nerds in high school, like the the nerds are going to be try to act snobby towards the cool kids because they don't want to be rejected. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the same mm-hmm. same idea. Yeah, and the snobby kids are going to be mean to the nerds because they think they're better than them. Better than them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But really, I think the heart of some of that is not, is actually the opposite of what people think. I do think that people exist that think that they're better, but Mm -hmm. I think for the most part, people don't think that. And they Mm -hmm. respond in a way that looks different. They, They want to feel better. They want to feel more than, and so they treat people that even if they don't actually in their core feel like they're worth that. Yeah. Insecurity is I think there's more of that than anything and mm-hmm. fear. 
Mm -hmm. Fear is a huge component in all of this. Yeah. I mean, I've been afraid to say anything out Mm -hmm. of the fear of being taken the wrong way Mm -hmm. or accidentally saying something that's going to upset someone Mm -hmm. or for my own self-preservation, inviting anyone to fight me, you know, like whether it's a a Facebook verbal, Mm -hmm. you know, a troll Mm -hmm. commenting, or if it's somebody from my own family who's like, you're wrong, you know, I don't, I don't want to invite those things, which is not, I'm not saying that's a valid reason for silence. That is a totally selfish reason for silence, but it is a reason. Yeah. It's a, it's a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And it's all just insecurity. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think every one of us can identify with that. We don't really, I mean, we're afraid of rejection, we're afraid of humiliation. Um, I, I want people to ask me questions. because mm-hmm. I, it means, I think we talked about at the beginning, they can, it means they see me, it means that they know me. Mm-hmm. And like we said, everyone wants to be known. And that's the biggest reason we've got to be intentional about having relationships because when you have a relationship with someone, it's a lot easier to have those conversations Mm -hmm. and maybe, I mean, take a risk too. You know, I, I don't know too many black people or white people who would be upset when somebody said, I just, I just really want to understand. Yeah. Can you please answer a few questions for me? And we've got to commit to not, we need to commit to being a safe place. All of us, Mm -hmm. we can have these conversations and not worry. Now, there are some people who I'm afraid, I am afraid to ask questions of because I'm afraid that it's going to make me see them in a different light. Oh, yeah. But I have to, I'm very aware right now at this time in our lives that I need to go ahead and go there because, and just go into it with knowing that they're a child of God Mm -hmm. and none of us are perfect. And maybe we can talk through those things and maybe I can help them see differently or they can help me see differently and just work it out. I I think that's key. What you just said is being willing to, no matter who you are, like being willing to enter a conversation, hoping that you can change something in them, but also accepting that they might change something in you, change your mind about something. Right. Because I think most of us go into a conversation thinking we're going to fix the other person. Yes. (laughs) Not being willing to bend Mm -hmm. or even hear. Right. Consider what somebody else's viewpoint might be. Right. Right. I think that Christina's story about her little sister, Victoria, and the cheerleaders was one of my favorite parts of our conversation. It just really hit me how the appearance of a group is an indicator of whether we are welcome or not. And it just really shed a lot of light for me on how it would be to grow up black. I hope something really struck you today in this conversation and that it inspires you to talk to someone who looks different from you or thinks differently from you 
or even people who agree with you and maybe you need to grow together. Make sure you're following Known Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and also Christina Custodio on Facebook and Instagram and let us know what you're talking about. Tell us what else you want us to talk about so we can encourage you and your friends to do the same. I hope you're feeling encouraged and hopeful like Christina and I are as you listen to these conversations and we will talk to you again tomorrow.